This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hello, friends. Uh, This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com, and welcome to The Soul's Journey. Uh, This is um, an interesting uh, show. I love doing uh, this topic that we're going to talk about today. Uh, And I'm going to invite your caller questions later in the show after I... um, uh, espouse some uh, some statements, uh, but this is about energy as money as energy and taxes. Of course, we're we're coming up on the calendar uh, to tax day, and uh, I've been doing the energy as money as energy class for I think almost a year, wherein uh, there's some introductory teachings that you can get an MP3 through my site tdjacobs.com, and then there are um, a couple of classes where I, I invite a small group of people to take the class and uh, look at their own birth charts in terms of um, blocks to receiving energy, which can turn into money, right? Energy is money. And then also um, the idea that we perhaps owe others or others owe us, which can create debt. So the sub, the sub, uh, the tagline for the class is transforming debt and opening to receive. So I've, I've done this now four times with, uh, with a handful of people each time in the last year. And I schedule the next one to start May 25th, so check out tdjacobs.com if you're interested in that. And, and the, the, the class is essentially showing you, uh, you know, how I think, uh, how I use a chart when it comes to money issues and how to increase the flow and heal emotional things, uh, but also um, how uh, you're getting mini readings during the class, so it's extremely valuable, and it's, it's, it's very cheap for that. And also some channeled affirmations from the Ascended Master Jehudi uh, to work with those issues. But anyway, today, in terms of taxes, I was thinking the last few days about, I guess, maybe how I've felt about taxes. And since I've, you know, in the, in this life and how it was modeled for me, how the, the whole, that part of, of uh, living in society um, was modeled for me as a kid and what kind of, you know, what the adults around me thought and felt about that. What, what popular perceptions have, have, have guided that and then how I've actually transformed my relationship uh, with taxes and therefore some root chakra issues and second chakra issues and third chakra issues, uh, which I'll explain what those, what those chakras are about if you're, if you're not familiar with that. But that's kind of where we're going to go today. And so we're going to take caller questions on money issues, whether it's about opening to receive – uh, you know, not wanting to receive something and therefore maybe limiting uh, what the universe can bring you. Uh, and then also talking about debt and how to energetically move uh, the blocks to giving and receiving and all this stuff. Energy is money is energy, which is another way of saying uh, love is money is love. And so this course is all about self-love and, 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 and coming at these issues from different angles. So today, prepping for prepping for tax day, I love this topic because you can work with issues in your birth chart about what you may think you owe others. And this is the whole idea of how uh, energy creates debt. Debt is a creation of energy. And at different times of my life, when I've when I've had debt, I kind of had. Um, 
I guess maybe you could say my hat handed to me in a loving way by my spirit guides one, one time when I was trying to understand death that I carried uh, several years ago. And uh, it, it turns out what they, they did was they said, well, um, you actually think that so-and-so owes you something. And I said, well, that's crazy. How can that how can that, you know, if I'm owed something, how can I create debt? And so there's kind of a counterintuitive thing uh, in which if you think you owe somebody something or somebody owes you, you can create debt. So the class is all about unraveling that stuff. But the, the kind of light bulbs that go off in people's heads about about the energetic things they're carrying in the form of beliefs and attitudes and a willingness to do something they don't like or a lack of willingness to do something that they know they should do in their lives – that is, um, you know, the, the ahas can be very significant. So first, I want to give you a couple uh, announcements of things that are coming up. The next uh, full moon experience, that might be the little uh, the little tagline for the brochure that uh, for these uh, uh, full moon events with the Ascended Master Jehudi, wherein I, I channel him. Um, the next one uh, for the Scorpio full moon, meaning the sun will be in Taurus and the moon in Scorpio, will be live on the air on this program on on uh, Thursday, April 25th at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific. So I'm uh, I'm offering this for free. Usually it's a sliding scale uh, donation uh, basis every month. I'm offering this for free. I want to rope you in to to do these calls with us regularly. People have profound uh, consciousness resetting and healing effects. A lot of people use these calls to reset their energy fields and their consciousness every month with Jehudi, who does energy work for each caller, uh, as well as explaining the, the opportunity of the full moon. So you're going to experience this uh, on me, on the house, uh, on Thursday the 25th, live on the air. It'll be the first time that I channel for you uh, live on the air. So that, that's that's pretty exciting. Um, I've talked a couple of times so far about the new class, Reading the Soul's Journey, Seeing Karma and Past Lives in the Birth Chart. That begins Monday. I have a handful of people in there, and um, I'd, love to, I'd love for you to join in. Now, if you can't, uh, you can't make the, the class for seven Mondays, you can register for the class and get the MP3s of the class, uh, class calls and also all the materials. So you can do it kind of as a distance thing without being in on the calls. And, and if you want, you can send me in questions over email if you're signed up for that that way and and uh, we can certainly get get your questions included in the class too so that's reading the soul's journey and that's uh, seven mondays beginning this monday april 8th I'm, I'm really excited about that class because it will give you the opportunity to to learn more how to see birth charts in the way that i do how can you look at a birth chart and within you know within a minute or two understand the karmic profile of the person uh, whose chart it is how can you understand what the soul is trying to get this person to do you know, uh, to be strong in this life? What fears uh, come in? What are the biggest hot-button issues that uh, the person is afraid to deal with? You know, what are the passions? What are the dilemmas? Uh, how does this person relate to family? What goals does this person uh, need to develop in this life? You know, what ways of being need to be added to the repertory? All of these things are, are possible to see in actually a very short period of time when you use the four-step method of chart analysis that I write about in the two uh the Soul's Journey books, Volumes 1 and 2. So I'm excited about that. I'm also almost done, thank the Lords uh, in the heavenses, uh, with uh, The Soul's Journey 3. And, and as I've written this book, uh, it's about integrating past lives through a, a, an intentional, conscious way of dealing with the emotions that you carry now. You know, not everybody would see it that way, but if you have a fear, for example, that perhaps you've always had or was triggered at a certain age, has been with you for quite a while, 
that maybe, uh, you know, is about a scenario that you've never experienced in life, kind of a fear that's out of proportion to your biography, probably can be, is sourced uh, in uh, a, what we call a past life, which I'm now calling a soul, your soul's other life. And uh, so this book is about my experience over the last decade of learning to identify a past life part and integrate it. But as I've been doing it, of course, I've been um, I've been reliving some of these stories, uh, even though I feel pretty processed with them. The parts still speak and offer, you know, their issues, and and uh, I'm refeeling their emotions. And so it's been kind of a roller coaster. And I was telling the producer, um, Akira, while we were uh, jawing before before we went live, that uh, last night I slept about an hour because I was actually dealing with uh, just one such part. I, I was editing the book uh, the last few days. And something got stirred. And uh, a lot of people that I know are having problems sleeping the last uh, the last few weeks, and the last, especially the last few days. And, and so I looked up what was going on and noticed that Pluto uh, in, in Capricorn in the 12th degree at 11 and change is just about to uh, station and then go retrograde for its annual uh, five-month uh, party. And uh, if you if you you want to know about about how to work with that consciously, uh, there is a Pluto retrograde ebook uh, that I offer. It, it's called Pluto's 2012 retrograde and the first square to Uranus and Aries, and it's going to be um, it's going to be uh, useful to some degree as as long as Pluto's in Capricorn, which I think is you know 2023 or 24. Uh, but also we're coming up in May uh, on the third. Uh, of the seven Pluto Uranus squares, and this ebook uh, tells you about how to work with that too. So, is, are those all our announcements? Oh no, there's one more thing that's actually very special. Uh, I scheduled a series of uh, free conference calls um, to discuss the four-channeled books uh, that I've that I've self-published from Jehudi. Some of you have uh, gotten exposure to these books. They are Approaching Love, Understanding Loss and Death, Goddess Past, Present, and Future, and Conscious Revolution. Tools for 2012 and Beyond. And the book Jehudi Speaks uh, collects all four volumes. So they're available uh, through my site, Amazon and Kindle individually, or through my site and Amazon uh, as a Jehudi Speaks, this um, mon- monster compendium of um, self-love-oriented material that's uh, that's meant to get you to uh, to support you in, in evolving now. It's kind of a user's manual for human evolution as far as Jehudi is concerned. So anyway, starting uh, starting the first Monday in June, uh, there's going to be a Monday each month, uh, June, July, August, September, uh, for each of the books. So uh, stay tuned for more info about that, but uh, it's going to be a free conference call. All you have to do is get the book uh, in whatever way works best for you, including uh, I offer the, the PDFs uh, as eBooks uh, through my site, tdjacobs.com. They're pretty affordable, and, and the material is powerful. Material is very powerful, and I want to open it up for you to ask questions and and uh, you know let us let me know what what doesn't sit well with you. Like I, for instance, a friend of mine was reading Judy speaks a uh, part of the thing in approaching love about um, animals having souls, and she said, uh, "Yeah, well, I get the cats and dogs and horses thing, but I just I just can't buy it that all the chickens have souls." So like she had a you know, like a pee under her mattress about one detail. And so we were able to talk about it. And that's kind of this open forum, these free calls to discuss that. So stay tuned for more for more info on that. So transitioning into talking about energy as money as energy, I give you a little bit in the intro, uh, this idea of, uh, you know, how we can transform the notion of debt by looking at what we may owe somebody or what somebody may owe us. And then also blocks to receive. And um, the, the blocks to receiving thing essentially is an abundance teaching 
from the Ascended Master Jehudi. But but he's not saying, um, you know, gather all your people around you, sit around a fire, hold hands, and sing like cool new agey songs in order to raise your vibration, and that will bring you abundance because it's your divine right. He's saying, as a portion of divine consciousness, you know, as a sliver of a divinity in this human form, you are the creator. And all that you experience is actually a vibrated, you know, as signals to the universe around you, and that constellates your life, that fills your life. With uh, relationships and uh, scenarios and dealios and dynamics that, uh, you know, that reflect the vibration you're offering. And uh, he's, a, he's also kind of funny when he talks about abundance, because he doesn't want the course to be said to be about abundance, really, but he's okay with me kind of adding it you know, anecdotally while I'm talking about it because uh, he wants to steer people away from the kind of wishing way of approaching abundance because you can hold the image of what you want, but you may, and you can do that every day. You can do vision boards. You can do um, guided meditations and, and guided imagery. You, You know, you can put notes on the fridge and under the pillow. You can meditate on a vision. Uh, well, Till whenever, but there may be parts of you that are vibrating. I'm not sure I deserve it. I'm not sure I really want that. I think I want it, but might not be sure. There are parts that may be vibrating. Well, I received this baloney thing in the past, so I certainly don't want to open to receive now. And other things, I might not be good enough to to receive that because of this thing that I've done uh, about which I judge myself. So you can focus on this kind of abundant stuff. Uh, and manif- manifestation stuff until the cows come home and or you and the cows turn blue. But uh, there are parts that are vibrating different belief systems, and that's what that's what this uh, this work is all about. So um, I'm going to give you the number, and after the break, I'm going to open it up to caller questions. And um, the number is 877-230-3062. And uh, stay with me on the soul's journey. We're going to take our first break now. answers to help you navigate life the book jehudi speaks offers wisdom channeled from ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times jehudi speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on earth now a compilation of four channeled books jehudi speaks explores karmic relationships our relationships with animals loss and death of all kinds why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred, and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. 
a soul's journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your soul's journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. Uh, my name is Tom Jacobs, and I live at tdjacobs.com on, on the uh, special internet place. Today I'm talking about um, energy is money is energy and taxes. Uh, having gotten to the taxes part, but giving you some ideas about, uh, about how I do this um, special process of looking at uh, giving and receiving and how we may be open uh, to what life has to offer us, or are we holding, holding out because we're self-judging or afraid to receive or, you know, perhaps we've received something that doesn't work for us. And um, I, my intuitive sense says that there is a caller I'm about to be informed of, and I will let you know about that. But you're welcome to call in with your questions too, your money questions. Uh, uh, it could be about debt, could be about receiving, about abundance, all that stuff. The number is 877-230-3062. And... Um, the whole thing with uh, taxes is that, uh, you know, for, for me, actually, when I was growing up, taxes um, seemed to be a dreaded uh, burden, a ball and chain. All the adults around me uh, dreaded doing it. Um, I didn't, you know, I'm in this position now where I'm doing estimated taxes, and I, I knew a couple people, an, an actor and a couple other people who did estimated taxes because of being self-employed, uh, but most people were having jobs and then having to, you know, pay the tax man or something like this. And... Um, and the kind of dread about that, and so I grew up thinking that it was a problem, and you know, not ever being uh, taught um, that there were some some interesting things that could happen uh, when it comes to uh, you know when it comes to money and energy. So actually, our first um, our first caller is uh, Brenda. I'm going to give you her birth date first, and then we'll welcome her on the air. Her name is Brenda, uh, June seventh, uh, 1972, in Edmonton. Alberta, Canada, at uh, 10.04 p.m. So, Brenda, are you there? Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. And um, so, so feel free to, to, ask your, to ask your money question. <laughs> the first thing that popped into my head, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> Okay, no, that's a good place to start. That's fine. We'll just make sure I put your data in right. June 7, 1972, 10.04 p.m. in Alberta. Okay, great. Always have to do a double and triple check on data entry these days just to make sure I'm not telling you the wrong chart. Um, what are you, so what are you doing wrong? I'll, I'll bet that you're not doing anything wrong. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know, The first place to start that's actually very useful or, or can be very instructive is, um, is a, a Pluto signature. And um, because Pluto represents this thing that's under the surface within us that we have to do to feel good about being alive, but we're also afraid to do it because we've been hurt through doing it. Your Pluto's in uh, the last degree of Virgo. I don't think the last degree is as important as the fact that it's in Virgo, which is about service. But one of the things that, that you come into this life with, Brenda, is an ability to see what's wrong 
<laughs> you know, this is the this is the energy of the, the the superheroine skill of being a critic. So, if you have something that you judge yourself for doing, that can create money issues. So, do you you know do, do you relate to that? Do you have any issues of self judgment? I think it's useful to get specific if you do. Um, I kind of come a lot out of that. I guess the only right. thing that I really notice that I. I'm still doing is because because of the money's not there, and I'm mm-hmm. you know doing my best to try and get things working for me where I can at least feel like I have more coming in. Yes, but it's not working out. So then I go okay. into you know the judgment upon myself that you okay. know what am I doing wrong? I guess is the biggest thing that always comes up for me. Exactly. So, so the invitation for you is to look at it not that you're doing something wrong, but that the flow is not happening. Okay. And I'll tell you the, for t- another issue for you because you, the Pluto is actually quincunx Moon and Taurus in the fourth, and and that placement by itself, Moon and Taurus in the fourth house, wants security, safety, stability, you know, and consistency, comfort, you know, and to know that you're safe. But um, with because it's quincunx, this is a very uncomfortable aspect. It's like. Two things might not be able to be in the same room together. So part of your Pluto wounding is in a lack of stability, and that's going to carry through family stuff because it's moon in the fourth. So it's not that you're doing something wrong, but you might have a perception that you're not safe and there's no security and stability available for you. There may have been some some stuff going on in your family when you were born that you don't think now is really affecting you as far as safety and stability, but it might be. So that's where I would put your attention. First to say it might not be that you're doing anything wrong because nobody's doing anything wrong. It's just a flow thing. So can you decide that you're safe and secure and that life will always help you get 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 along and then prosper once you get that stable? Um, uh, you know, so you're not do, you're not doing anything wrong. Let me just look around at the rest of the chart here too. And then Pluto's also uh, – when I do this, just for everyone's reference, I don't automatically look only to Pluto, but that's kind of one place that I start. Um, Pluto's actually square Jupiter in the first in Capricorn and square Venus in Cancer and uh, in the seventh, which is retrograde. They're both retrograde actually. So squares to Pluto are friction. And so there's going to be you know, the natural tendency for you to, um, to think that you're more responsible for something than you are. You know, like Pluto in Virgo, square Jupiter and Capricorn in the first would be a classic setup for self-judgment. So that's actually the biggest thing for you that I that I invite you to to work with. Um, you know, if you're interested in the energy is money class, what we do is we we get deeply into your chart over two weeks and kind of really you know bring in some 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 channeled or guided affirmations for you. But I'll tell you the scope of them include you know what's my responsibility here? What am I really responsible for? And then going through some of your history and saying. Well, you know, like rewriting why something happened. Well, I, it's not that I didn't, you know, it's not that I did something wrong. It's not that I was irresponsible or unprepared. It's just that, you know, maybe the chemistry in that situation wasn't right. So I'm inviting you to kind of have a mind, a mind shift, uh, or mindset shift about what's wrong. Cause, cause you're not doing anything wrong. That's okay. the main idea. Yeah, yeah. This idea of, this idea of abundance, it's like, you know, is it your, birthright to be abundant well yes but it's not that life is about abundance life is actually about learning how to make choices and then dealing with the results so your path to you know you have to know that you're always safe and secure 
and maybe you got to give back some energy to the family you grew up in. You know, just say like, oh, whatever attitudes about money you had, dear loving family, or tumultuously antagonistic family, whatever. <laughs> but but uh, you know, you might need to give back some attitudes that um, that you took on from them about safety and security. Because when you know you're safe, that's a great root chakra thing. Root chakra is like the first chakra of the seven, and it and, it, and the location of the body is, is around the anus, and that is our ability to feel that life is supporting us. So, you know, for you to to know that even if you feel like your family didn't support you or you feel like something wasn't safe. Does that make sense to you too? Yes, totally. Okay, great, great. Yeah, this, I'm being nudged to look at one other thing here. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> your south node's in the seventh house in Cancer, and the south node talks about, uh, to some degree, about how we are trained how to be a person because every soul knows its baby selves, like you and me when we're born, will be helpless and clueless. So some kind of family system is chosen, and and the theme uh, of the South Node kind of tends to be a lens through which we see the world. So for you, seventh house, the expectations of others, the requirements of others, what it takes to be the right kind of person in relationship, and then in, in Cancer, the way of doing all that emotionally and through the heart and feeling. It's, it's just one of the you know different ways to be. There's nothing good or bad about it. But you may be oriented towards taking the opinions of others more seriously than perhaps reality warrants. Does that make sense to you? Um, it's like So taking what other people say to heart. That's right. That's right. Okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe okay. to heart so much that you don't really assert what you know is true for you. Maybe at certain points in your life. Because I mean, I'm, I'm talking to you, and I don't sense that you have a complete dearth of self-confidence, or that you're, you know, I don't sense that. But as far as like, like putting yourself first, first house north node, which is independence, you know, self-leadership, self-interested decisions, and Capricorn is about structure, maturity, and discipline. So for you, looking at what you've absorbed from others and saying thanks for the memories, thanks for playing with me along my journey, but I have to assert myself, I have to put my value system first. I have to go my own way. And so for you, you know, there may be an issue also about um, thinking that other people have to be involved with what your decision-making process is. But you got to dig deep for your gut and just do what you have to do. And that's going to be a really assertive, empowering thing for you. And that's going to be another key to money stuff for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. just kind of starting to wrap around that right now. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not doing anything wrong. You're in process like everybody else is. So you're not doing anything wrong. But yes, you can flow better. So you know, you can flow better. Thanks for calling, Brenda. Thank you, Tom. All right. Take care. Yeah. So, um, I'll, I'll actually, I'll actually talk about, um, talking about, about flow, this idea of the, the, the taxes business. Um, a few years ago, before my head was really on straight about the self-employment thing, uh, I, I ended up creating a situation in which I, now I am paying back taxes. I no longer have a judgment about this. Um, basically, you know, I, I made a certain amount of money. I owed a certain amount of tax. I wasn't able to pay it. It got put off. Part of me had a problem with that debt, so to speak, hanging over my head. You know, I've really altered my relationship with that. And when I pay on that installment plan every month, I, I'm grateful for the opportunity to, to have the job that I have, to have the impact uh, that I can in people's lives. And that turns around my relationship 
with that with that energetic uh, situation. So I no longer look at it as oh I owe this money and it's the government and you know the government is this powerful force and I have to you know I don't work with it in this uh, fearful uh, way that resists paying my taxes. You know, when it comes down to it, um, sometimes I have to get creative to make sure that I have the numbers in play uh, because, like, now I do estimated taxes. But, um, but you know, for example, now coming up soon, I'm going to be paying uh, more uh, than I thought I would have to because I did do estimated taxes last year. And estimated taxes, for those of you who don't know, it's um, in the, for the tax year you're in. So starting in April of 2012 – I started paying the government for 2012, and that's to prevent a big bill coming in 2013, in which you know, you know, Joe taxpayer who I am might have a, a problem getting square with, you know, when tax time rolls around. It's to prevent having situations where you have an installment plan to pay back taxes, and it's great, it's fine, I'm happy to do it. But um, the way things worked out, uh, numbers-wise, uh, this this year for last year's taxes, uh, I have to pay a little bit more. I'm happy to do it. It's fine because I'm actually um, kind of paying for – I'm actually giving energy, which can be a way of generating a gratitude if I'm doing it right, for the, the gift of my self-employment. Now, I have you know, worked my buns off over you know, the last number of years to get to this place where I'm supporting myself, doing something that really suits a lot of my talents and is able to help people, which are kind of two basic – basic things for me. But um, you know, when you have a regular job and you're working for somebody and you're doing the tax thing, I, I challenge you to look at it as uh, you're, you're paying this money, this energy that comes from you for taxes. You know, Even if you're looking at your check every week and part of you says, oh, they take out way too much and blah, blah, blah. That's the energy that, that I was surrounded with when I was growing up about taxes. And if you think that someone's taking advantage of you, you're creating the, you know, opening a door to having a lot of um, messed up situations arise about money and power. And as I was talking about this energy is money is energy course, uh, that's one of the goals is to help you separate your sense of power from the money flow in your life. Money is a reflection of energy. The money flow in your life is a reflection of the energetic flow in your life and energy it, we experience and we can traffic in as love or the withholding of love or the lack of love or the blocks to love. So that's why in the flyer for this course, I uh, say this is a self-love course. <laughs> this is a course about self-love uh, because um, the more – and this is not like you know um, head in the clouds, new agey, you know, fluffy garbage to, <laughs> to say that the more loving you are, the more flow happens in your world. But it's uh, it's also with this reality check because um, I do have Jupiter and Capricorn and 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 so I have this in Saturn in the ninth house so I, so I have this this thing where when I hear about abundance teachings part of me goes well I don't know about that it sounds kind of you know campfire kumbaya holding hands wishing for the best kind of thing um, a lot of these perspectives that that come through uh, different teachings about abundance are, are channeled perspectives and are wonderful and yet part of our you know. Uh, monkey mind goes to wishing for the best and not being sure how to deal with the worst that that's happening, which is parts of us carried that are jamming our frequencies, beliefs about what we're worth, 
So I'll just give you know, a quick overview. You know, we have the call with Pluto in Virgo. Uh, Brenda has Pluto in Virgo. And, and Virgo people are uh, professional critics. You people are you – know, this is the birth from about 1957 to 58 – up through 71, 72. There's some wiggle room on either side because of the retro periods. Uh, but basically, 58 to, to 71, all these people. And um, put on Virgo, the need to be of service, but also the need to analyze, the need to discern, to be aware of details. So if you're in that generation, be aware that you know if you're having money issues, a part of uh, that situation may be sourced in your willingness to criticize others and or yourself. Essentially, to be aware of what's wrong is one way to do Pluto and Virgo. You know, if you're thinking, well, this is not perfect, it's not right, and you have an edge to it, that's one way to do it. The other way to do it is to observe what might be improved, but also to be realistic about what you can and should take on as far as improving things. That can help shift the flow for a Pluto and Virgo person. Then talking about Pluto and Leo, all the births from about 1938 to about 1957-58, including you know some fudge some fudge factor on either side for the retro for the retro periods. Uh, but Pluto and Leo is a journey of uh, self-expression and honoring uh, the unique qual- qualities and talents of the self. So blocks about money with Pluto and Leo can come through, and this is all about subconscious stuff. Pluto is all about stuff you're not aware of or unconscious, and so so talking about drives under the surface, you know, unconscious desires and things like this, but also fears about being powerless. And uh, Pluto and Leo fears about money can include, I'm not sure if I'm special enough to earn that money. I'm not sure if I have the right to stand out from the crowd to have my opinion be heard and thereby be paid through doing it. You know, so so that's a that's an angle with Pluto and Leo. If you have some money issues and you happen to have Pluto and Leo, you, you might... Uh, you know, talking in the same kind of idea of shifting perspective, you might see, you know, the world as a source of uh, invalidation for you as a unique individual. This is part of the Pluto and Leo journey. Like, God bless you, but sometimes you have felt ignored and unimportant, and you may feel that uh, your creative talents or gifts are not valued. So if you have that, you know, please uh, do what you can to learn how not to take personally when other people can't hear you or, or don't, aren't sure how to recognize your opinion or your voice or your personal you know, signature as, uh, as valid and important and, and worth uh, celebrating. Your job is to celebrate yourself. That will be some of the, some of the key to you in, in, in changing uh, issues with money. Do I have the right to shine? This is the Leo word. Right? Do I have the right to take up space? Do I have the right to share my creative talents? Now, that creative talent could be in the form of something that doesn't appear creative. Right? Maybe it's not about your little tap dance or the poem that you wrote for you know last Thanksgiving. Maybe it's not something that looks arty, you know, um, <laughs> whatever, uh, painting scarves or stained glass windows or painting what, you know, whatever. Maybe it's not music. Maybe it's not something we traditionally associate with Leo. But your own creative talents, gifts, and skills—that's a Leo thing. Uh, backtracking now to Pluto in uh, in, in uh, Cancer, which I'm kind of blanking on the dates, but I think it's a uh, I think it's in the teens, maybe like even 1916 or 17, uh, maybe 15, but up through 37, 38, and um, and that is a soul's journey about safety and security. That's a soul's journey about lunar issues, and so um, you know what does it take to be safe and secure? 
you know, how could I be empowered through a solid home base, through always knowing that I belong and I'm accepted? And money issues of that, that generation can, uh, can have to do with fearing for one's safety or security or being provided for in these basic nurturing things, you know, um, uh, the basic, the basic needs of, um, housing, uh, food, uh, all that kind of thing, basic needs. Maybe some fears about that. And some people with Pluto and Cancer have had, uh, different past life and present life experiences of, um, having family disintegrate, meaning the home base, the homestead, uh, having the, the, the connections to community, uh, dissolve in some way. And so there's also a sense of not being supported that way. That can be a source of some money issues for people in that generation. So, um, let's take the second, uh, break at a moment. Can I give you the, the number, uh, to, uh, call in? It's 877-230. 3062 and then we're going to move on to the uh the the Libra and later generations. So uh stick stick with me on the soul's journey. wired is no accident your soul has divine intentions for this life understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world a soul's journey soundbite from astrologer and channel tom jacobs is a 15 minute mp3 reading on your major life themes tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you your values passions fears and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your soul's journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. Uh, my name uh, this time around is Tom Jacobs, and I live on the interwebs at tdjacobs.com. And uh, synchronicities are always fun. <laughs> Talking with uh, Kiara, my producer, uh, during during the break, and she mentioned that she was enjoying some fondue, and uh, it was just <laughs> a seemingly random thing. But there's a there's a birthday party for uh, Lucia, one of the station co-owners, and apparently brought her some. Anyway, so so I have the the music from uh, the the movie Les Miserables in my head, Les, Mis- Les Miserables, and um and anyway, she said fondue. It reminded me of that, and then I thought about. Uh, <clears throat> I was actually really powerfully affected by Anne Hathaway's performance, and uh, 
I actually dragged my girlfriend back the next day to the theater to see it with me. <laughs> so she could be blown away by Anne Hathaway's performance. Anyway, um, but anyway, um, what I, one of the things that struck me about the movie was this, this broad, um, uh, this broad hit on a bunch of Im- important human themes. Of course, that's part of the, the original show and whatever, you know, t- uh, writing a musical that, that touches in a different kind of corners of our hearts and stuff uh, you know of course is, makes for a successful show and it's, it's one of the the great the great things of the the appeals to people you know about that particular uh, that particular piece of art and um uh but one of the things that struck me was that 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 sense of des- those tying it back in here to the money and taxes and money is energy thing, but the the, the sense of um, destitution among the poor and all this stuff. And I was when I was watching the movie the second time, um, when Anne Hathaway was not on the screen, and I was being powerfully emotionally affected in my <laughs> Scorpio Cancerian way. You know, when she was not on there, I was observing kind of like these crowd shots and these crowd scenes, and and the the whole um, the whole thing about uh, the people revolting against the the power well so you know synchronicity is tying everything together uh pluto in capricorn about to uh, you know is, is slowing down in the sky so it's about to station and then go retrograde for five months pluto in capricorn has a tremendous amount to do with where we feel empowered when it comes to authority and pluto will want us to sh- uh, shed any uh you know times or any situations in which we don't feel authoritative because we've given our power away to somebody else. So, um, so this thing with these, uh, you know, teeming hordes with boils on their faces or whatever, singing about, uh, you know, how, how horrible life is. It's kind of like, um, that, that appeals, you know, that speaks to us. Maybe it doesn't appeal to us, but it speaks to us. It draws something, something out of us. And when it comes to money and energy, we're, we're ready to learn once and for all that we are creating the money situation in our lives. You know, the, the man, Right in that in, in that particular social uh, historical context, the king uh, keeping down all the peasants or the commoners or whatever, you know um, that Pluto and Capricorn since early two thousand eight is about destroying the structures of authority to which we give away our power, and it looks like you know banks crumbling. It looks like business coming, business and government, and the links between them. The two kinds of major social authorities that that we seem to deal with in our secular society. Uh, so we're not talking about like religious authority and stuff, but but um, you know government and business these these huge kind of um, re, you know reified, uh, practically deified things that we think are outside of our control and that control us. Uh, you know, put on Capricorns about taking back the power. And one of the things uh, that, that happens with these teachings uh, about energy as money as energy that you can explore in depth uh, through the, the channel material uh, in the course itself and through the mini readings in the class that I'll give you is looking at where your power may be uh, isolated to be given away to somebody else. Where's your power given away? And and I was talking about the, the, some of the, the generations with Pluto, uh, you know, G- Pluto and Virgo and Leo. If you have given away your power – because you're judging yourself. I mean, if you're judging yourself, you are holding some of your power to be given away to others so they can judge you too, to complete the cycle and to, vet, to seem to validate what you think is wrong with you. Uh, so it's like uh, this whole thing is, you know, calling back your own power. So that's why I offer you a, a shift of perspective. Well, Virgo, you're very critical. You can see what's wrong. Well, can you make a decision to improve something instead of criticizing yourself for not having fixed it already or well enough. It's a, it's a huge difference on how is there an energy leak about this? Am I losing energy, therefore power, therefore money, 
leaving me or not able to come in. Um, money and other resources. It's not all about money. It's about resources of different kinds. Or, or, or am I managing that in a conscious way where I'm not losing energy? So that's a, that's a huge, that's a very, very important theme. I want to talk about Pluto and Libra and empowerment when it comes to, to money. Some people do see Pluto as about money. And, um, somebody who's very Plutonian might have a lot of money, kind of powerful, uh, you know, power and, you know, uh, the, the, the things in the uh, crust of the earth, the, uh, the, the gems and minerals and things like that can be, you know, uh, traditionally related astrologically, to, not traditionally, but, but, but to Pluto, you know, historically. Uh, petroleum, sometimes with Neptune, but sometimes Pluto. And, um, well, that actually reminds me of the movie There Will Be Blood that I think I want to see soon in terms of Pluto's retrograde in Capricorn. That's a Pluto and Capricorn story. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, there will be blood. Think about that. The business person whose uh, whose basic attitude is uh, preparing for that for that contingency, or, or, or assuring everyone else that that uh, will happen. Uh, it's very Pluto and Capricorn. But when it comes to Pluto and Libra, um, you know, the basic function is to learn through a bunch of lives, learn about how to be empowered through relationship, through understanding what's fair. So people with Pluto and Libra, and these are the births from like 71, 72, up through 1984, they may have um, a belief that something isn't fair. Well, that can impinge upon the flow of energy. They can also sometimes think that they are responsible for others or responsible for um, taking too, too much, making too much of the opinions of others and the reflections of others. So, if you, you know, I talked about with Brenda, her Pluto in Virgo is actually square retro Venus and Cancer in the seventh. So, so she, and then the South Node is in Cancer in the seventh, uh, separately or also. She may tend toward taking the opinions of others about her to be much more important than her own opinions of herself. And Pluto in, in Libra, of course, brings in that Venus seventh house uh, archetype into the picture. So the opinions of others can greatly influence, uh, the sense of empowerment when it comes to Pluto and Libra. People with this uh, signature, and I happen to be one of them, uh, we have to call back all our energies from everybody else. We have to be willing to go it alone and learn how to create the right kinds of partnerships without getting caught up in some of the codependent or uh, dynamics or, or, or dynamics that are laden with expectations of how things in relationships should be. We can spend a lot of time um, not creating something that works best for us because we're in some relationship or dynamic that we want to invest in or don't want to lose. So that's a Pluto and Libra thing. Um, and the perspective can be, you know, taking – instead of thinking that the opinion of the other, whether it's from the past or the present, is all-powerful – uh, as far as the you know, to reflect the energy flow in life, but to respect the other and to listen and take in their perspectives, but to know that you are the one in charge of your life and that you're creating something with others, but that you have to have boundaries. And you have to keep your own uh, self-assertion flowing, and that can be a real great, a wonderful a paradigm shift for people with uh, with with Pluto and Libra. And Pluto and Scorpio is uh is interesting to me. Uh I think about this all the time actually because of my own scorpionic uh, tendencies and then occasionally I have a, a younger client or student who comes in with that signature and and it's a uh, I probably said it every week on the show in the last 5 months but it's it's <laughs> I forget how fascinating I find it or at least how often I tell you. But um but you know Pluto and Scorpio it's about power. Power over power under. 
It's about who gets to be strong when. And it's about what it takes to be powerful. So there, so as far as uh, money goes, and, and, and these people are coming into their own, young adults. Uh, you know, for example, the youngest Pudu and Libra uh, people are, oh my gosh, can I do the math? Uh, to, in their late twenties right now. So people, you know, in their, uh, late to mid and then younger, uh, into the teens are having Pluto and, you know, have Pluto and Scorpio natally. Because of this journey of empowerment and who gets to be strong when, you know, the vast majority of people have, uh, interpreted, uh, strength and power and therefore confidence and therefore the willingness to, to, to love the self. And that's real self-empowerment and, and, and uh, and power. Uh, in terms of these power dynamics that happen between people, not every Scorpio journey involves, you know, uh, taught dynamics between two people. Some of them include taught dynamics between different parts within the self. Uh, but a lot of control issues can arise for people with Pluto and Scorpio. Doesn't mean they're, they're controlling or that they are controlled, but they may go back and forth or try to resist being one way or the other or both. So Pluto and Scorpio, one of the empowered things is through dealing with the truth and being honest. And I, I, I use this phrase when talking about Pluto and Scorpio. The best thing that you can do if you have this placement or if you're dealing with somebody who has this placement is to willingly make all subtext text. All things that are unspoken but you know are true, all things that you suspect may be happening, bring them up on the surface. And for people who put on Scorpio, as far as money and empowerment, they may have uh, aspects of self that they need to own and stop judging in order to be able to flow with their energy field and feel at home in the universe. Scorpio has to do with some intense things. You know, Scorpio has, I had a, I'll just tell you this, I had a, I had a girlfriend uh, several years ago with Pluto and Scorpio and and I was telling her about this and developing the, the, the teaching on Pluto, Pluto and the generations uh, that I published in um, uh, The Soul's Journey 2, Emotional Archaeology, as part of that uh, intensive workshop. Uh, and and it's, it's a good thing to it's a good, get that book and read through. Like The Soul's Journey 1 lays out all the principles of how I deal with Pluto, but then The Soul's Journey 2 puts it in practice with seven workshop participants and their own karmic stories. And then also um, it has this uh, – intermezzo this interlude of um the pluto generations thing because it's central to how i how i work and think but um and it lays it out in order from cancer to capricorn you know so it's that's that's one of the reasons why it's very useful and and some students and clients were telling me that it's very useful in terms of simplifying how to understand this but anyway the pluto and scorpio thing they've experienced some intensity you know maybe there are some taboo subjects that are central uh issues uh, to do with their identity but because we are afraid of taboo things which is why they're taboo <laughs> you know we might be afraid to talk about some of these motivations the pluto and scorpio person in judging and trying to control inner drives and things that may not be pretty you know about the self parts that might be for example very angry or frustrated uh or resentful or feeling weak or feeling that they have to be obnoxious in order to be strong. These are kind of Scorpio, you know, routes to learning about empowerment. If they're if they're having those things, that can affect the money flow in their lives. Because because they need to be absolutely honest about who they are. When they do that, life will say, aha, he or she is validating the self. And we want to play with you. So there are things about sexuality. There are things about intense uh peak experience desires. There are things about um what gets one fired up? There are things about dealing with what other people, what makes other people's um, 
uh, other people blush or makes other people skin crawl, intenser subjects. And to own that is one of the things about empowerment with Pluto and Scorpio. Yes, some things that I'm interested in may make you uncomfortable. I am willing to be happy about who I am, to love myself no matter what, and understand that this is just how I'm wired. That's a very empowered Pluto thing because when it comes to the flow of money, if you judge anything about yourself, if you hate yourself, if you are afraid to let something about yourself be true, the universe says, okay, you don't want to play with me. <laughs> okay, you, you're judging yourself because you lied to your mom when you were 14 about something and you never told her the truth. We're willing to reflect that to you, that you are, uh, you know, that you're disempowered because of that. You know, or, or, you know, with Pluto and Libra, you're, you, you never, um, you know, told somebody what you really thought and really invested in a relationship. So, so you think that something's unfair. We'll be happy to, to, to have the flow be unfair for you so you can see that come true in your sphere. And this idea of, um, uh, in general that, you know, about these kind of, some of these abundance teachings that come through to us uh, in, in new age metaphysical circles. Uh, this idea that you know abundance is your birthright. Well, it's certainly a choice you can make. <laughs> but are you willing to be loving? Love is your birthright. <laughs> are you willing to uh, you know to work with uh, being authentic and being exactly who you are in order to flow with life? That's what's really important. That's why evolutionary astrology and the work that the work that I'm doing, especially in the energy as many as energy class, uh, is so important to validate yourself and to and to flow with how you're wired and and and, and validate your uniqueness. I mentioned earlier I wanted to talk uh, briefly about the uh, chakras, so I'm going to do that very briefly. The, the lower three chakras about money. Um, the first chakra is the root chakra, right around the anus, and this is about our uh, inheritance uh, psychically and energetically and materially from our clan, our tribe, our society, our nation, and our family. The second chakra, which is um, the one above that, um, is, uh, is is procreativity, creativity, sexuality, and the give and take and what's fair and money. And it has a lot to do with defining ourselves in terms of, of individual relationships. And then the third chakra, the solar plexus, which is uh, above the navel and below the the well, it's above the navel, below the ribcage and above the navel. That um, has to do with how we define ourselves on our own terms. So a lot of money issues, uh, these are the material, materialistic chakras, so to speak. And a lot of money issues do have to do with how we've defined ourselves in terms of our culture or family root or first chakra. How we've taken on the opinions of others or the reflections of others is important about us, second chakra. Or how we may not feel confident in asserting who we are for ourselves so the universe can see us more on the radar. That's be third chakra. So all that stuff gets covered in the energy is money is energy course. And that, so the affirmations go out and registration closes on May 25th. Uh, and then the actual class calls are um, June 1st and uh, June 8th. So it's two weeks, but you do work with affirmations for a week before we even speak. So some, you know, I say that it starts on the 25th, but that's when you get the stuff to do the stuff, to do the work. And then we talk for the first time on the first. So I encourage you to, to go through tdjacobs.com and register for that. That's It's going to be incredibly powerful. And I've had, uh, like I said, I've taught it, I think, four or five times thus far. And uh, people have just been really uh, happy with their ahas. So thanks for joining me. Uh, let me tell you, next week uh, is... Um, uh, Cameron Steele, one of the uh, co-owner and host and intuitive uh, of uh, 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 Contact Talk Radio. And then a week after that is uh, Marina Orms, uh, channel and evolutionary astrologer. So we have some things in common. We're going to talk about moon cycles on that show. And then uh, the following show on the 25th is uh, the, the full moon event where I'm going to channel the Ascended Master Duty live for you free on the air. So uh, keep in touch with me and read about the 13 books and natal reports and numerous MP3s at tdjacobs.com.
Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.